Hello everyone. So glad to have you back for some hot cappuccino. You know, I've been thinking about this podcast and I realized that the entire journey is such an enriching experience. Of course, I meet new people, learn new things, hear stories, and along with that, on a personal level, everything together allows me to kind of realign or recenter my own thought process. So today's podcast really resonated with my heart. It is a two-part series, so make sure you come back next week for part two. All right then, get your hot cuppa, put your feet up, and let's go! Hi Ragini, thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad you could take out time to do this. Maybe we could start by uh, you introducing yourself to the listeners. Sure, I'm Ragini and I've been working in mental health for many years now, um, 2014. And uh, my main focus is Asian identity, uh, particularly in relation to our uh, culture and media so like how it impacts our relationships how we think how we feel and uh, a lot of my research has been around race relations um, Asian experiences and now I'm trying to get a bit more into advocacy and creating content around South Asian history and culture. And I remember that you mentioned that your journey with mental health started when you started your uni mm-hmm. and it wasn't a very pleasant experience. Could you could you share something about that with us? Um, I, I think I was just, I was very young and uh, it's really important to kind of know that therapy is not easy and you really need to find the right person and this can take a few tries. So... I think for me, I didn't know that I had the option to like try out a few different therapists before uh, making a commitment. And so actually, if if anyone is looking for a therapist, I really encourage you to kind of do a consultation with one or two before deciding um, because you really need that personal connection. I didn't really know what was going on. And so I just took the first person and uh, unfortunately, they didn't really educate me on what was going on or the science behind it or like the cultural context behind it. So it was very focused on like, let's just fix this. Like, how do we get rid of this problem? Right. So I think it brings us to the point that it is not that a one size fits all approach, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Especially, um, I think it's related to your background, to your cultural background. So having said that, uh, when you're living in an international community, um, it is not always very easy to identify your problem. So what are some of the factors which um, a person needs to keep in mind, which they need to be aware of that? Okay, this is um, I, either is it, you know, I'm trying too hard or I'm not trying or I'm trying to kind of hide from things. What are those things that needs to be kept in mind? I guess I would say like finding community is a really big one. I understand how difficult it is uh, to kind of be in a new country, not know which culture to attach yourself to. I guess surrounding yourself with people who are talking about these things like mental health. And um, if you have that feeling of like, I'm trying too hard to fit in or whatever it is, asking yourself, which, what am I, what am I really seeking? Why, why am I judging this part of myself? Um, What do I want from 
other people? What do I want to look like? How do I want them to perceive me? And I think acknowledging that, even if it's not pleasant, can be a really good first step. Um, and it's hard because even even other Indians or like other Desis can be really uh, unwelcoming or like really judgmental of each other within the minority. So um, be really patient with yourself. Try things that are out of your comfort zone. And I guess remember that it's there's no like right way to be South Asian. It's quite interesting because, you know, I come from Patna, which is um, Bihar and it's, it's an underprivileged state, if I can say that. So when I moved from Patna to Delhi, I was um, seen as an outsider. You know, people were like, oh, you're from Patna. Oh, you're from Bihar, you know. So um, that came uh, with a lot of attachment, attachment in terms of jokes or mockery or, you know, even shocks at times. And it took me a couple of years to kind of settle in with the fact. And, you know, it's not that I didn't make friends. I mean, I have a few of my best friends are from Delhi itself. But yes, it was it was it took a while. And then after a couple of years, I moved from Delhi to Mumbai to work. And then suddenly I was an outsider again and I was seen as um, a North Indian. And uh, then, you know, again, it was a journey and it took a while to settle in. And then finally I moved overseas. And when I shifted my country altogether, I was seen as an Indian. I mean, it's ironic, but I was seen as an Indian for the first time, perceived as a brown skinned girl. So there's this uh, continuous uh, thing of being the other right? You're perceived as the other. So um, how do you equip yourself? What are the basic things that a person needs to keep in mind to, you know, kind of deal with this? Because it can affect anybody's mental health. If you're not somebody who is emotionally strong, if you don't have, you know, the strength to deal with these things, you can really be impacted. Yeah, of course. Um, I think like what we were saying earlier about that there's no right way to be South Asian and it's a blessing and a curse that South Asia is so diverse because there's a lack of cohesiveness kind of, you know, because we don't even speak the same language. We we have all these different foods and customs and all these things, even just within India itself. So like not even thinking about Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, you know, so it's really hard to kind of like be a team on this as much as I would, I would love to kind of all of us to, to be on the same side, but, um, so I guess just remembering that, that it's not just you, it's you're not alone in that feeling. Um, and I think all of us have to examine our own biases that we have. You know, like if you are somebody who is making jokes about Biharis or, you know, South Indians or whatever, because I hear that all the time as well. Um, thinking about why you're doing that, uh, where your own insecurities lie, um, are you downplaying a certain part of yourself for somebody else? Um, and e- even just asking these questions can bring up a lot of uh, really important. Things. Right. So, yeah. You know, it's also important to kind of connect and understand your own roots. A lot of mm-hmm. times we don't understand and value our um, background enough. Mm-hmm. If we do that, um, it kind of gives us um, a cushion 
a sense of support and we have more confidence in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe that is also something that, um, I, I mean, I can say it very well for myself that when I was growing up, when I moved to Delhi and when people used to ask me these questions, I used to be like, you know, trying to run away. If I saw a discussion heading in the direction of, yeah. um, if, if the word Bihari came up, but now, you know, many years later, when, um, I know about my background and I know more about my, you know, culture, upbringing and stuff like that I'm, I'm very confident and in fact I try and tell people yeah this is where I come from and you know this is my background and I take a lot of pride in it as well yeah that's that's why representation yeah. is so important because you know when you're able to point to somebody and be like yeah she's also from Bihar or like this celebrity is from there or this uh art is from there like if people are not hearing about it then of course they're going to jump to conclusions and stereotypes. So that's why it's so important to have that diverse kind of these people on on a um, on a mainstream stage because otherwise people have no exposure to it and they just rely on stereotypes. Right. Um, so if I take that a step ahead and if I come on the topic of you know racism, now um, whether racism will go away tomorrow, I don't know. I hope so. But it is a problem today. And um, I mean, it is something which, you know, we kind of have to accept and learn to face it. Yeah. Now, um, let me give you a situation. All right. Like my kids are still small and uh, all throughout their elementary years, they were taught about, you know, Rosa Parks or Martin Luther King or, you know, the Red Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you got some helpful takeaway from today's conversation. Next week, we will continue this conversation with Ragini and discuss a few more topics surrounding the South Asian community and mental health. Meanwhile, if you have any questions or feedback, or there's a specific topic you would want to hear about, just drop us a message. Have a lovely week ahead. Stay connected.